This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Friday edition of AMI at the Movies. Before Michael McNeely joins us, we're taking a look into the world of prestige TV today with an HBO series called Irma Vep. Before we welcome Michael in, let's take a quick look and listen to a clip from the series. A young actress poses for photos. I'm so sick of being the superhero. But blockbusters let you make movies you love. An HBO original. I'll be Irma Vet. This is the part she's been dying to play. I told her not to get involved with those people. What else can I do? Starring Alicia Vikander. How's it been going? Are you happy? Mira, I'm never happy. Who would have thought that you would end up working with her? Renee's process can be confusing. Don't touch me. You're all pissing me off. The eccentric director grapples with an actor. You're a stranger in a strange town. You play tough, but you're so candid. I'm young. I'm a movie star. I like when they look at you. What matters is staying sane. Mira plays Irma in a chaotic production. So that's a clip from HBO's Irma Vep. So Michael McNeely, our entertainment critic, is here to offer up his insight on this series. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning. So, Michael, I'm well. Nice to chat with you. Give me a little bit of background here. Who is Irma Vep, and what does this series explore? So it's a bit of a complicated story, so bear with me. In 1915-1916, there was a serial, which we would consider now to be like a television series, although, of course, they didn't have TV back then. So it was more or less a, um, a series of movies, sometimes short movies, sometimes long movies. This series was called Le Vampire, which is French for vampire. But it was not a vampire story. It was just a crime keeper it was the story about again called the vampires and how they went around Paris causing trouble. So it was very successful. And because it was so successful, one of the characters gained some fame. Her name was Irma Fab, and she was one of the henchmen or henchwomen rather in the vampires gang. So she got recognition, I think, because she is very attractive. And she showed at that time period that women could be action stars of some kind, that they could be just as important in a movie as men. So fast forward to 1996, um, Oliver Isaias made a film called Irma Fab, and the film was the story about a remake you know, a fictional remake of The Vampires, the 1915-1916 series. And because the movie was called Irma Fab, we know that it's about the actor who's going to play Irma Fab in that fictional remake. 
And so that uh, actor who played Irma Webb turned out to be Maggie Shoon. And it's the story about a fictional Maggie Shoon and how she steps into the shoes of Irma Webb. So if you're still with me, I only have a bit longer to go. Essentially, that movie was remade now in 2022, also called Irma Webb. But instead of a fictional movie based on the vampires, we're doing a fictional series based on the vampires. Maggie Shoon is no longer in the picture. She's been replaced by Mira, who's been played by Alicia Vikander. So the show is described as a series about the ghosts of cinema. Elaborate on that for me. What does that mean? Well, as you can tell from my long story, all this is based on a 1915 production. Um, I think the ghosts of cinema are essentially those characters or those films that stay with us for a long time, maybe because they're classics. Or maybe because they just resonated with us in some way. I think it's probably probably not a, an overstatement to say that because of Irma Fab. We've had many, many, many complex characters and portrayals played by women or feminine people that um, allow us to to keep going with that, to keep exploring what it means to be a woman or what it means to be feminine or what it means to be a sidekick or what it means to be involved in a criminal enterprise. It's, it's all because of Irma Fab that we've had more complex characters to this day. Another theme explored are labor rights and safety on sets. Why are those explored? Why is that the case? Well, let me ask you a question, Dave. Let's say it's 1916, and we need to do a scene where a bomb goes off in a cafe. How would you do that scene to, to, um, to I guess, to protect the extras? I have no idea. That is absolutely why I'm not a film director in 1916. How would you do that? You just blow it up. And you offer to pay the extras three times the salary. It's a true story. There's no uh, special effects. A bomb went off. Everybody knew that the bomb was going to go off. People took a chance. They believed that they would still be alive afterwards. If they got injured, they would just pay two times the extra weight. So why does that become... Uh, a key part of why the series is exploring that? Well, we've thankfully taken large strides towards safety and labor protections, but as we saw with the Alec Baldwin accidental shooting, um, we still have a long way to go. We still have a lot to do to protect, protect the crew and the cast. Um, I think in this series, we really interact a lot with the cast and the crew of the film shoot. And I think that is really well done because essentially when we're making a movie or when we're making a series, we don't know that it's going to be a classic right then and there. And even if it turns out to be a classic, it doesn't mean that we can sacrifice the cast and the crew really nearly. 
It means we have to give some credence to the to their needs and to their expectations, especially working with insurance and working within the labor union. Let's talk about a couple of the actors involved. Alicia Vekinder plays the main character, Mira, like you mentioned. Were you drawn to her performance? Why or why not? I was very much drawn to her performance. Um, just like I mentioned, you know, she's working on a film set. She's working in a series. I'm, I'm, I think this is an opportunity for us to see what it is like to be a working actor, even though it might be a bit fictional. Um, and then she'll find Kendra plays a character that has her own flaws, but is still very much a unique person, and her celebrity status does not overshadow those other aspects about her. So she was able to give us a performance that allowed us to get beyond the supposed celebrity that comes with being a film star. And we can start to judge this character's um, morality based on her actions. And I think when she starts interacting with the character of Irma Fab, Irma starts to live within her. That's more or less also why it's a ghost story in some regards. So the performance actually encapsulates all of that. And that is why I have one final note that um, we're probably not going to get a tomb raider with Alicia anymore because of the merger between uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery, if I'm not mistaken. But you can have some action with Alicia through this film and through probably some of her other films. So try not to be too disappointed. Let's talk about another actor, Vincent McCagney, who plays Rene Vidal, the director of the series within the series. Tell me a bit more about his performance. Well, as you may have noted from our introduction, when we showed you a bit of the series, he's the director that says, don't touch me, it pisses me off. Um, so he's very standoffish, he's very um, isolated. He is struggling with anxiety and other mental health issues, but he does a great job showing um, showing the nuances of what it means to be a director. Because as a director, you're in charge of the production. Everybody listens to you, and sometimes that's too much pressure to have. And so I think, I think this is a perfect example of a director who is overworked who is highly stressed and who has to struggle with the demons of his past. Now is a fun fact is that Olivia Assayas, the director of both the 1996 movie and the series, was married in real life to Maggie Schoon. And she basically divorced him in about 2001 or 2002. So there's a lot of ghosts in that relationship, especially when the movie is concerned this series kind of kind of puts a bookend on that. Michael, you made me bear with you when you described this series. So bear with me as I pose this question, because I think it takes a couple twists and turns. Maggie Chung, or a fictional version of her, was going to play Irma Vep in the 1996 film. Asian representation was an issue then, and of course still is now, as we've discussed on the show. How did the series address that Irma Vrip was no longer being played by an Asian actor, but a Swedish-American one? I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest with you, because I didn't like Maggie Schoen's uh, interpretation 
of Armovab and her interpretation of being an actor trying to play Armovab, but they did explain it. Um, when they, the director says that he doesn't want to cast another Asian actor because it would remind him too much of his ex-wife. And so that is kind of an interesting uh, plot twist. It is probably true for a lot of directors who may decide to discriminate against one race or one ethnicity because it reminds them too much of the past. Um, it's not something that we approve of. It's just the reality of the story. And there are several um, there are several Asian actors in the story that do have permanent characterizations. So um, Alicia Vikander's character, Mira, asks a few times if it's okay for her to play what used to be played by an Asian person. And she's told it doesn't really matter because you just need to embody the character. I know that's maybe a simplified answer for some of the issues that we've looked at in the past few years about representation. But perhaps we can think of Irma Fab as a spirit, not necessarily tied to a specific race. Do you recommend the series? Why or why not? I think I do recommend the series. I think I've spoken at length about how complicated it is today. And it's it's amazing that we can still talk about something that was around in 1915-1916, something that involved blowing up a cafe because they didn't have any special effects. Um, I think Irma Fab is with us to stay. And it's important that we think about the issues of representation, neighbor rights, and what it means to make a movie or a series now, as opposed to 1915. So I, I do think that this series is probably a great, uh, great summary of all the issues that we've been dealing with as, as filmmakers and film watchers. Michael, thank you for this. Thank you for your insight on this series. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.